Thanks for joining us. One of the big stories to begin this year was that Columbus will be the home to a new semiconductor production facility for Intel. Trying to bring those kinds of businesses to the Buckeye State is the mission of Ohio X, a nonprofit that wants to make our state a tech hub. And we're pleased to be joined by the president of Ohio X, Chris Berry. Chris, thanks for being with us. Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me. Take us back to 2019. How does Ohio X get started? Yeah. So it was a group of tech focused pros and entrepreneurs. The, the one common theme was that we were all in different parts of the state. So some folks in the Cleveland area, some folks in Columbus, Southwestern Ohio. Um, and we kind of came together uh, in our kind of daily lives and our work lives where we were noticing a few trends in the tech world. And when it came to Ohio specifically, the first was there was a ton of great community, um, but it was oftentimes in pockets. So Cleveland had a great community. Columbus had a great community, Cincinnati, Dayton, et cetera. Um, but what we you kind of saw repeatedly was it could be really tough to figure out if you're in Cleveland, what's happening in Columbus, if you're in Columbus, what's happening in Cleveland. And if you're trying to network or kind of build your network or maybe expand your company, um, it, it was a bit difficult, more difficult than it should have been. And then the second theme that we were just experiencing, and this all started very casually, very informally, um, just a group of kind of you know tech friends talking, was uh, for all the great work happening in our state, a lot of times uh, Ohio, and this isn't natural or, or this isn't, I should say, new to anyone, um, people historically thought you had to go to the coast to find great tech products, great tech people. Um, but that just isn't the case. There's so many great companies and people and ideas in Ohio. And we just said, well, what if we could just tell that story a little better and hopefully show people that there's already success here? And that's kind of how it got started. Just one small conversation at the next. And here we are. So how do we tell that story? What do you, what do you tell people when you try to attract their businesses to Ohio? What, what, are, what are our best selling points? Yeah, I would say it's the you know, it's the examples already here and the people already doing the work. You know, there's, you know, the anecdotal where you see really great startups and really great tech companies that are, that are really excelling. Um, you see people like Drive Capital's Mark Kwame and Chris Olson that moved from the Bay Area to launch their venture fund in Columbus. And they've been helping build and boost and, and fund uh, startups in the Midwest. And then you see, you know, on the bigger, and you mentioned on in the intro, Intel, what better example of, hey, here's a bunch of success and here's a bunch of opportunity and look at what the White House is saying about Ohio and look what Intel is saying about Ohio and some of the biggest, most important kind of strategic tech companies, semiconductors and chips that is out there. And so, you know, you, you have those uh, kind of anecdotal. And then, you know, I think the other side of it is the things that already exist here that have been around for a long time that maybe aren't tech per se. And I think of in Cleveland, the Cleveland Clinic, University Hospitals, Metro Health. There's a, there's a growing health tech community. And a lot of it comes because of those institutions that exist. You don't replicate or build those, those types of organizations overnight. It takes decades in a lot of cases. And that's what's fun to see is a lot of the tech success is coming from areas that our state has long excelled in healthcare, insurance, manufacturing, financial services, et cetera. So we have to not only get people to invest in, or I should say, get companies to come to Northeast Ohio and to come to the state of Ohio, but we also want them to invest in our tech uh, companies here. How do we, is it a convention of issue of trying to convince them it's worthwhile to invest in Ohio and also for Ohioans to invest into tech? 
Yeah, I, I think there's a couple components to that. You mentioned Ohioans investing into tech. You know, there's a, a great business community of, of a lot of accomplished business leaders and executives that are probably a bit newer to technology that, you know, maybe made their money and, and kind of have built their careers in things like real estate um, or more traditional kind of business uh, business ventures. And so it's a different ballgame, you know, helping build real estate versus uh, tech startups. The the success rate is viewed wildly different. And say, if you invest in 10 startups, you know, one or two might succeed and then the rest may fail. And that's okay. Failure is something that is extremely important when it comes to tech, because, you know, the kind of the saying is fail fast so you can learn and you can kind of, you know, rethink how you're going to do it. And maybe it's go, you know, launch a new product line or revise it or maybe start a new company. But um, the places where tech has historically done very well in the Bay Area and other places, you know, you'll see a lot of these folks that have been at multiple companies doing multiple things like an Elon Musk, you know, SpaceX and Tesla weren't his first things, but he was starting up other companies, PayPal. And there's like a whole kind of story behind the PayPal mafia of all the different, you know, tech leaders that started there and then went on to create even bigger and kind of more important companies. So there's that. And then there's also the, as you mentioned, the outside investment, those traditional financial hubs like the New York cities, the Boston's, uh, the San Francisco Bay areas. And I think one of the things, you know, one of the positives that have come out of COVID is it's broken down some of those geographic boundaries. We were all forced to go to Zoom, go to virtual, go to phone calls. And it made investing in places that, you know, weren't in your geographic backyard much easier. And so there has been a massive uptick in the amount of uh, dollars that have been vested in Ohio startups. I believe the, the number is over $2 billion this past year. And that was double the previous record high, was, which was set the year before. Um, and so we're seeing the growth and the trends and the momentum of it, which is really, really exciting. How is Ohio X funded? We mentioned that it's a nonprofit organization. So where does your funding come from? Yeah. So we're a 501c6 nonprofit. That's like a trade association or a chamber of commerce. So like chambers and like other trade associations that exist in other sectors or industries in our state, our funding comes from our members. And so we're a member-based organization. Our membership includes tech-focused companies and organizations from Fortune 500 companies down to startups, small, medium-sized businesses. We also have hospital systems and universities. Um, so it's an entire you know, kind of community that is passionate about tech and what's fascinating now. And I was listening to one of your, uh, your previous podcasts with, I believe it was Cleveland whiskey. Uh, and you asked him about, uh, you know, how do you view your company? And they, he didn't say a, a whiskey company. He said, we're a tech company that happens to make whiskey. And that's what so many businesses are, uh, considering themselves these days. They're not insurance companies. They're insured tech companies. They're not financial services. They're FinTech companies. And so that's kind of shows and highlights the diversity of our membership. Um, again, big companies, small companies from every sector and industry out there. We talk about the importance of having tech companies here in Ohio because it attracts jobs. But what does it do for salaries overall? Yeah, some of the, you know, if you look at statistics, and I don't have any off the top of my 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 hands, but, you know, some of these software jobs, which is when people think of tech, it's a lot of software, kind of IT, you know, those are, are you know, typically um, very well-paying, good white-collar jobs that, um, again, it doesn't matter if you're working in, you know, an insurance company or in healthcare, uh, it kind of spans the gamut. And if you look at kind of other ecosystems and Austin, Texas is one as the tech industry grows and gets larger, 
there's the increase of these these jobs that you know are required to help build these companies, either the startups or the existing companies that that are um, that have been part of our communities for so long. And so, oftentimes, you know, we see pretty pretty frequently where when the growth happens, it's the tech side that it's kind of fueling and empowering it. And as that happens, it's more more high quality you know jobs. Some of them six figures plus. Um, and then the other thing is there's this, there's this real war on talent where if you talk to pretty much every company out there, talent is their number one or number two challenge or concern. And it's really good jobs that they're having trouble filling because they'll have candidates. Uh, I was talking with someone last week that, you know, he has a great job to fill. But as he's interviewing these folks, he'll, he'll go to offer. And that person has already accepted a job elsewhere because they're just in such high demand because they are highly skilled. We focus our attention on attracting companies. How? What do we do to promote those companies that are here in Ohio, especially startups? I mean, everybody knows Tesla and everybody knows Intel, but how do we promote these, especially these smaller tech companies here that are in Ohio to, 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 to pass get the word out about them? Yeah. And so at Ohio X, you know, what we do is we connect, promote, and advocate. Those are the three pillars that we center our work around. And so we try to make it easier for, for companies, for leaders, for ideas to connect from region to region across the state. Um, and so we do a lot of work there, but our second pillar is promoting. And so although we're a nonprofit, we consider ourselves a storytelling, you know, organization um, where we like to say is we tell the stories of the people, companies, and ideas that are building Ohio through technology. And so we do a ton of podcasts just like this to get the message out. We have newsletters, we have blogs, we have events, we have programs, we have interview series. Um, because one of the things when we were launching, kind of going back to the original comments that I was sharing, was it was kind of awareness was the big overall challenge if you had to break it down into one word where people would say we wish our company had more awareness um, we wish more people knew what we we're up to maybe both locally certainly statewide and so we went out to tackle that we said well let's build this tech microphone that we're then able to use for companies big and small startups included so they can help get their story out there and that's where you know, through our work, we hear stories all the time of discovering new ideas, new companies, new people where one person in one part of the state had never heard about this ever one. And that's, you know, partially we're not a media company like a Cranes. We don't do journalism, but we do storytelling. And we think it's a really important piece to the puzzle because a lot of a lot of times the hard work is being done. People just need help getting the message out. Chris Berry joins us. He's the president of Ohio X. They are a nonprofit that's working to make Ohio a tech hub. He joins us for the Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. Chris, do we ever run into the problem of having a tech startup or a tech company here in Ohio that can't get investors, so it has to move elsewhere? Yeah, I mean, that that's something where, again, if we kind of uh, back it up a few years historically, you would hear that. And there would be frustration because a, a state, you know, states like Ohio, and it's not unique to Ohio, but basically all the funding has historically gone to uh, San Francisco, the Bay Area, New York, and Boston, if you're a startup. And so what would happen, there weren't a lot of funding sources within Ohio. And so companies and startups would be forced with this decision of, do I stay here? Do I go to find funding elsewhere? And that could just be hopping on planes consistently, trying to raise rounds, and then coming back here and kind of trying to bridge that divide physically. But then some would also say, hey, you know, if, if we're in biotech, for instance, and there's all the money and there's all the kind of collaboration and work in, in Boston, 
you know, maybe it is easier to go there. That's becoming less and less of an issue. And I think we're, again, some of these trends where you can more easily raise money from coastal investors, but that that's really why it's vitally important for there to be Ohio money here that can help folks, especially in that very early pre-seed, seed, series A round, which is at the very basic because, you know, something in tech is this family and friends round where you go to family and friends and you help raise your first 250 or $500,000. Well, not everyone can do that. And it's pretty tough to go to family and friends and say, hey, can I have $500,000 to start a business that might fail? And so, you know, we have to kind of get away, I think, from that mentality. And that's not Ohio specific, that's everywhere of creating more capital opportunities, more fundraising opportunities for our earliest stage entrepreneurs to help build the help them build their original thesis. We're obviously blessed with a number of great institutions of higher learning, not only in Northeast Ohio, but across the state. How do we help draw them in so they can help make Ohio a tech hub? Yeah, great question. And I think that's one of the biggest keys that there's a lot of great work and a lot of great people working on that. I still think there's a lot of untapped potential. We have universities as part of our membership and a part of our organization because they are so passionate about the tech industry and kind of all that that relates to that, whether it's, you know, actively pushing out uh, people graduating with computer science degrees or colleges and universities, say like a John Carroll University, who we actively partner with, um, that are able to push out graduates either at the four-year or the MBA level that then can, you know, understand just this entire landscape and kind of connect the dots in their, you know, perhaps business leadership roles that these these young students are growing into. Um, but going back to, you know, an earlier comment on one of the biggest challenges is, is talent. If we're going to really you know, help build Ohio's tech talent pipeline. It has to come from the K through 12 level. And it also has to come from the university level because there's a lot of great groups out there that are doing things and, and us included, you know, we're, we're included in this of, you know, jobs boards and jobs fairs and reskilling and upskilling. But for the amount, the, the, the quantity of tech talent that has to, you know, be brought into the economy every year and repeatedly over time, the only folks that can, you know, are pumping out that much tech, you know, potential tech talent are our K-12 and the universities as well. And so that's where there's such a key there. And we do different things, bringing universities and, and tech hiring businesses together for roundtables and conversations and kind of different initiatives over the year. Um, but the university level is absolutely vital to helping build this up and making sure that the businesses that are growing and being built, you know, have the people that can help run it. And also, um, you know, right before hopping on this, I was I had a a uh, university student from Southwestern Ohio messaged me saying that he's building a startup and he's looking to connect and get his message out there. So, you know, these are students that are building their own companies and joining companies. So it runs the whole gamut. Tell us about OsteoDX. Yeah. So OsteoDX, that's one out of Ohio University. Um, and so it's a kind of this perfect example where there's a lot of tech commercialization. There's a lot of University professors, and I, I guess I'll kind of define it. So tech commercialization is where on campuses like Ohio University or Case Western or Ohio State, um, there's there's these professors, there are these researchers that are actively, you know, making discoveries, building technologies, creating new products, creating new potential businesses through their research and work. But what then happens is, you know, that's their, you know, bread and butter. They're the great researcher. They're they're the great 
um, kind of discovery side, but they need help with the business end. And so where tech commercialization comes into play is the point in time where some of these researches are, are excuse me, some of these uh, research opportunities are then turned into businesses by partnering either with outside companies or bringing in some type of business executive to then kind of run the business side while the university professor or the university team focus on the discovery end of it. And so that's a great one, again, from Ohio University. Um, that's this kind of interesting example of the potential where Ohio our universities, our colleges are actively creating new business opportunities and new business ideas right on their campus. And that's something uh, that you see in, in Stanford and the University of Cal Berkeley and why the Bay Area has built up this incredible tech hub, Silicon Valley, the most recognized one in the world. And it's largely because of the university relationship and some of the early stage companies that were brought out of their four-year colleges and universities out there. Ohio X is putting together first uh, Ohio Tech Summit's going to take place at John Carroll University here in Northeast Ohio. How did you select JCU as the place to hold the summit? Yeah. So first, John Carroll is our, our co-partner on it. Uh, they're also a member of Ohio X. And so uh, when our organization launched and was built in December of 2019, so just a couple months before the pandemic, uh, one of their professors in their business school, uh, Scott Allen, he just reached out. We didn't know him before uh, we built this or, or made the announcement that Ohio X was was being created, but he got involved and he dove right in. And so what happened uh, very early was he simply invited me to come from Columbus, where I happen to live, up to Cleveland, where he would take his MBA level course and have them weekly go to a different company or a different business throughout Northeastern Ohio. Um, so his students could hear a guest lecture from someone at said business or company, and they could learn about how technologies are helping innovate, are helping, are helping disrupt different sectors and industries out there. So I attended it. It was a fantastic evening. I remember it was extremely snowy and I had to drive back home two hours, but it was, it was awesome. It was, it was fantastic. But as we all know, COVID hit. And so it shut all the in-person collaborations down. Scott quickly saw the you know potential that came out of the difficulty where he could shift to virtual. These became then Zoom lectures for his class and for his students. Um, but in the middle of that, we kind of built this partnership where we were then able to take these classes that were up. We could then invite people within our community, people across the state to hear these guest lectures, to see what Scott was doing at John Carroll University. It opened up his course to a whole new audience, a whole new world. And through that, it really kind of expanded and it made this one class that would go to one place, um, but it, it had a closed, you know, fixed door. It was in person. And if you weren't in the room, you couldn't discover it. But because of this virtual world, we were able to, you know, amplify that and invite as many people to the table that would have interest. So we've been doing that for about three and a half semesters now at this point. We're about to start the, the next one for this spring semester. It actually starts uh, later in March. And the culmination of that is going to be the Ohio Tech Summit on Saturday, April 23rd. And so to use a, a, an education pun, we've, we've graduated from these weekly <laughs> courses over time to building the Ohio Tech Summit, being able to bring it to Cleveland and have it on John Carroll's campus. Finally, much was made about Columbus Landing Intel and there's discussions. Every region would like to have something like that. And why didn't Cleveland get it or why didn't Cincinnati get it? And I understand all of that, but do we need to have a, a refocus to say maybe it's not so much competition among different cities in Ohio that perhaps we need to be more on the same team? I know it's easier said than done, but. 
Yeah. And I love that question because our work is statewide. And so we're not a, a Columbus organization. We're not a Cleveland organization. And I think that's Ohio's great opportunity, again, to steal a bit of the you know, Silicon Valley kind of examples or anecdotes. If you were to take a, a Google map and, and, you know, stop at different points around the Bay Area from San Francisco to Oakland to Cal Berkeley to uh, Stanford University to different places where like the Google or the Facebooks exist, it's about a two to three hour drive. And that's probably with no uh, with no traffic. And if anyone's been out there re- lately, it, it's a it's a pretty awful you know place to drive. And so it's probably much longer than that two or three hours. But I think that's that same opportunity when we physically connect Cleveland to Cincinnati, the Ohio River to Lake Erie, and then, you know, everywhere in between. So that's physically. And then digitally, if you look at what Ohio is good at, what our big metro areas do really well, it's oftentimes insurance. It's oftentimes financial services. It's oftentimes manufacturing. It's oftentimes healthcare. So our cities, as diverse as they are, Cincinnati likes Skyline Chili and the Bengals, and you know Cleveland likes Ballpark Mustard and and the the <sighs> Guardians and and the Browns. And that's a great thing. No one wants to to get rid of the uniqueness, and that's what makes Ohio so so interesting and diverse. Um, but our cities and our business sectors and our tech communities do have a a lot of similarities. And I think that's the opportunity if we can better connect, you know, there's I-71 that physically connects us. And then there's also this digital virtual world. And that's where we spend a lot of our time because as great as things like the Ohio Tech Summit on Saturday, April 23rd are, that's once a year potentially. And that's something where you're not going to get people from different parts of the state together all that often just because of, of the nature of it. But if we can better connect people virtually and create these opportunities for dialogue and promotion and awareness throughout the year, 365 days all the time, uh, that's the real opportunity Ohio has, I think. Chris Berry, thanks so much for joining us today and sharing the story of Ohio X. It's great to bring business to our great Buckeye State. Thanks for having me. Chris Berry is the president of OIOX. He joined us today for the Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Glad you can join us, and we'll talk again soon.